0: What's up, Cece?
1: <laughs> um, listeners, welcome to the 13th Floor Podcast, where we talk about things that are strange and we keep things strange ourselves. How are you guys?
0: I'm doing good. Doing well.
1: I'm glad to hear that both of you are well. Do you guys have any exciting news to share with our audience?
0: Uh, My biggest news. Oh, our dog oh, is. Oh, wow. She is. She I'm just wondering. waited till we started to figure it out. Right. Yeah, I
2: genuinely thought that was a okay. joke about your nose. Yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, that would have been a good way we could edit it that way. No, but uh, I saw It too, which oh, yeah. has to deal a lot with, what you know, 13th Floor.
1: Yeah. Strange things.
0: Yeah, it's very strange. It's
1: alien uh, clouds.
0: It's got, yeah, alien clouds. It, it, it's pretty good. It's not as good as the first one. But it's pretty. That's good. what I
2: keep hearing.
1: Yeah, that's what I heard.
0: Yeah, I, I think the first one. I think the first one was like stellar, and then this one—it's still good, but the first one is just—I really kind of ha- hold it in a high regard, hmm. and it just can't be matched by this the second one.
1: Alex, every time we record an episode, you all ask what your exciting news is, and you always say <laughs> I saw this movie. Okay, it's either <laughs> me say oh
0: nothing's going on and it's uninteresting, or I tell you I went and saw something. You pick which one you
2: want. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, I went to Scarefest and.
1: Uh, you did I go met, to Scarefest. I'm yeah, jealous of you.
2: It was fun. And I, I met uh, Mutagen Nation and I promoted our podcast on there. So everybody look for that when it airs. And uh, I, speaking of clowns, I, I got photobombed by a clown. And as you all know, I, uh, I'm very afraid of clowns. I don't know <laughs> how I maintain my composure, but I did. And uh it would have I mean, been great if you had just like
1: sucker punched the clown in the face yeah, in the middle yeah, of the Yeah, then video. it would
2: have been video evidence. Unlike the last time I assaulted a clown, they'd be on footage, so then I'd probably go to jail, but yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it would also go viral and then everyone would know about the thirteenth floor, James. That's
2: true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Missed
1: opportunity.
2: Yeah. And uh I met uh well, I bumped into when I was calling you guys to tell you about the good news, I bumped into D Snyder of Twisted Sister.
1: Oh so that was wow. cool. Yeah. Did you give him a kiss on his cheek?
2: I did not. Should have though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That would have also probably gotten you in trouble for Yeah, but it would have
0: gotten us some nice publicity. Yeah, though. you all <laughs> all you like- guys <laughs> plans for the podcast
2: <laughs> involves me going to jail. <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm not opposed to you, Cece. Hmm. Well, then we couldn't record any episodes. Well, It'd be we, a well, while. We can
0: record, and we'll, well ha- we
1: have to bail them out.
0: No, I think we've got enough dialogue from James so far that we could just piece together his, <laughs> his words for for <laughs> the oh, remaining man. couple episodes. Oh,
1: that would be. I mean, that would be magical. <laughs> um, I don't have any exciting news It'd be myself. Like,
0: I don't know about talk, buzz, and planes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. <sighs> Oh, you don't have anything. See, don't you wish you'd gone to that movie so you're more interested? I went to
1: Ball Ground, (laughs) Georgia. That was fun.
0: Oh, but
1: I also I went, James. I went shopping today and I found a beautiful red dress, and that is my exciting news. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, very exciting. So, Alex, do you have an icebreaker for
0: us? (laughs) You forgot. I forgot. Show. Yeah, I was like, I was
1: thinking, what's What comes next? Oh, yeah. Icebreaker, yeah.
0: So, since our topic today is maybe kind of heavy, I think mine's kind of heavier than your alls. I mean, I we're mean, all talking about I the same thing. So. We're
1: all let's, but you know,
0: James is more fantastical, maybe.
1: I, well, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Mine, mine is well. You guys, listeners, just so you know what we're talking about, th- this episode is devoted to the missing Malaysia Flight three hundred and seventy. Yeah, MH three hundred and seventy. Yeah,
0: and so since we're doing that. I was going to ask you all, what's your most memorable plane story? I figured out. <laughs> oh, Cece, forgetting to mute her phone again. What a hey, shocker! Hey,
1: listen, the listeners are used to things like that, so <laughs> not shocking. What is our What is our best plane experience?
0: Yeah, so I can I can start, and if James doesn't have one, no big deal. Cece, James, has one. One. James
1: oh, has one. Oh, how could James not have
0: right? one? Right.
1: I think that like the most exciting things happen to James. Thank like you. James could have his own reality television show, and Thank you. it would never get boring.
0: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. He, he, would, he would, Even like he just like sitting alone in his bedroom would be probably fascinating.
1: Stroking <laughs> his head with a little a little tarantula in his hand, just stroking oh it softly like, for thirty minutes. <laughs> um,
0: wow. Here, You want me to go first with my story?
1: Yeah, you go first with yours. All right.
0: Okay, so this is back when I was about 12 years old. I was flying from Kentucky to Florida. Yep. Hmm. And, I, guys, <laughs> I'm a big fan of Gobstoppers. I love Gobstoppers. Okay. On this flight, I should not have been a fan of Gobstoppers. Oh, So no. I'm sitting there. I've eaten a couple, and I've got one in my mouth. I'm leaning over my seat, and I'm watching one that I dropped roll <laughs> on the plane floor back and forth. As the plane goes up and down. Yeah, as the plane's moving around. And then... I somehow swallow it, and it gets stuck in my throat. And I start choking. And then I vomit all over myself. Wow. Right there in the plate, in my seat. And so, that's not even the best part. And so, I'm covered in vomit. And so, my parents run me to the back, and they like hose me off, essentially. With, and so, I've got the soaking wet shirt, now turned inside out, so the vomit's just... <laughs> pressed no. up against me now. <laughs> <laughs> it so it's so, now, so now, I'm in this soaking wet shirt sitting on the plane. Everyone can, everyone can smell my vomiting. Of course, of my course. My vomiting self. I'm just sitting there for the next like hour of the plane ride, and then we land and for some reason, and this might be a false memory, but I remember we get in the car and we drive to my aunt and uncle's house and I, th- my parents don't have me change my shirt. I wear that same shirt the whole way. <laughs> yeah, I could see, oh, wow. I
1: could see your mom doing it as punishment. Like, <laughs> yeah, you should have known better, Alex. How Either way, you?
0: Did change the shirt. I, st- I was t- I was twelve, maybe maybe thirteen. <laughs> a too old
1: for <laughs> too that old. Too,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> too old to get choked, vomit, and then stay that way. Oh, man. But even if I did change my shirt on the way to my aunt and uncle's house, I still smelled like vomit the whole way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had that my shirt turned inside out.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I could. I I've heard that story many times. Mm. Your mom told me she was pissed.
0: <laughs> she was mad. Like it, like it was my fault. It just yeah. got stuck in my throat.
1: Well, you also like when you were younger you had a quite the serious gag reflex oh yeah i had a
0: gag reflex so anytime i would jump in a pool and water like barely entered my mouth i was vomiting everywhere <laughs> it's gross, it's gross. I, don't, I don't have that problem anymore oh, um, i think Gwen might because she gets yeah. she keeps barfing well, all the time. yeah glenn
1: threw up today at target i guess that's my exciting <laughs> story i was wow. like okay you guys alex was doing yard work and i was thinking to myself you know what? i want to make it fun i'm gonna take Gwen to target we'll pick out a toy for her we'll go shopping for groceries it's gonna be good Like five minutes walking in the store We go to buy some hangers And she just burps And then (laughs) then It all came up I caught all of it in my hand Yeah, it was disgusting Uh. But I bought her a new outfit
0: Yeah, but she didn't get that toy that you told her No, she
1: did not get that toy Because then she just wanted to run around And I was like, no But I bought her a new outfit I went to the bathroom I changed her outfit So it wasn't quite as bad as You driving to your aunt and uncle's house
2: Wow. But anyways,
1: oh, um, James, what's your story? Okay. Um, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe we should end with yours because mine's not going to be as interesting. I can already tell you. You can
0: go ahead if you want. Yeah. Well, James probably had a demon.
1: Yeah, James probably had a demon sitting next to him. No, a mummy. He was probably sitting next to a sarcophagus <laughs> <heck>? from Egypt.
2: <laughs> oh, You're building up okay, a little um, it's Okay.
1: Well, mine, I mean, mine wasn't that great. But the only thing I saw, because I had fairly tame plane rides yeah i don't go on planes very often i don't like them i don't like taking off i don't like landing Hmm. um but i was going to new york city with uh to meet up with a friend who lived there and um some old man just started hitting on me
0: Um. it was very uncomfortable how much how many years your senior?
1: Oh, he was pretty old. He was pretty old. I would say he was probably late sixties. But oh. he told me I was beautiful.
0: <laughs> well, good for you.
1: That was nice. But did
0: you ask him if he had money?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Hey, it was before I knew you. It was before yeah. I knew both of you. It's like, you got that money, son? Um, but he- Oh, no, he asked me if I wanted to go get a drink with him after we got off the plane, and I said no. And, said, then, and
0: then he said, I'm 15. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I said no, and then I put in my earbuds. I wasn't listening to anything, uh, I didn't even have them plugged into my phone. Thing. <laughs> but I just, I was, I put him in to try and, like, you know, get away from me. Like, that's what girls do. Yeah.
0: Put in their earbuds that aren't plugged in.
1: Yeah. He was creepy. And he had, like, you know, he was like a heavy breather. So I was like, he's sitting next to me. He's like, <sighs> oh.
0: <Whoa. laughs> that's the worst yeah
2: like the I, I actually <laughs> agree if you can hear somebody breathing it immediately <laughs> just cranks up the stress levels to 10 Ugh.
1: yeah yeah <laughs> but that was a long flight anyways that's really that's like seriously the worst thing that happened to me and it's probably not like the worst thing that could have happened so that's anyways nice. yeah james <laughs> james oh, we're ready for yours okay
2: i've got two but one stands out even more than the other um Okay, so I was going to Las Vegas because uh, my sister was eloping in Vegas, and uh, we, me and my immediate family, we were flying out for the wedding, and uh, about halfway there, we run into some turbulence, which is not uncommon, and it just uh, it kept getting worse, like a lot worse, like to a point where people were jostling around, if they weren't buckled, they would be falling out of their seats. And, uh, I look to my left and, and one of my sisters is silently crying (laughs) and I look to my right and (laughs) a stranger, a a grown man is getting the sniffles and then the pilot's voice comes on and he's like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, we're running into a bit of turbulence, but, uh, everything's going to be okay, (laughs) which was not very confidence inspiring. So, uh. So we we go through probably what about five more minutes of this. It feels like an hour of it. I mean, it it turns into full-blown roller coaster at a certain point. And then instead of the pilot coming up uh, or or, uh, making any announcements, one of the uh, flight attendants, she comes up and tells us, hey, everybody, everything's going to be fine, Okay except uh yeah except her mascara is running with tears she is she's been crying her eyes out now here's the weird part and i'm not saying this to brag or anything i wasn't the least bit scared like i'm looking around and everybody's losing their minds and i'm just like oh man this is very disappointing uh a lot of the, a lot of, a lot of the nice things I enjoy, I'm not going to get to enjoy anymore because we're we're all going to die. It was it wasn't like sadness or fear. It was just kind of like mild disappointment at like little enjoyable. This things. is how you're
1: going to go. Yeah.
2: And incidentally, we didn't, and that's why I'm still talking to you. And at the end, I, yeah. I found out why. I don't think anybody else on the flight knows why because I just happened to overhear. One of the flight attendants talking to the other. He goes, "Oh man, I can't believe that idiot forgot to lower the or to raise the uh the wheels, you know, the landing gear. That's what oh. happened. So that wind was hitting that landing gear and it was buffeting us around like a flipping roller coaster. Good
1: Lord, yeah.
2: But every, basically, no. everybody thought we were gonna die, including the pilot and the staff. <laughs> James, I'm so
1: happy that you survived that. Thank
2: you. Me too." <laughs> Or did he? Or did he, yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. And what's your other story?
2: Uh, The other one is not as severe. I was flying back from Hawaii, which is a flipping eight hours over the ocean. That alone is kind of intimidating because it's like, it's the ocean. Like, you don't come. Well, that's what we're talking about today. When you crash into the ocean, you don't really come back from it. Yeah, there's not a lot of ocean rescues. And. Uh, we, we had a lot of turbulence, and a lot of people were scared, and the lights were flickering on and off. It was a nighttime flight. And when we landed, uh, the pilot was talking to somebody on a cell phone, and he, this is what I overheard. No joke. Uh, yeah, yeah, we made it. I just – you know, ever since she left, I just haven't been the same. I don't know what I'm going to do, and I was like, oh, my God. It, again, this wasn't like turbulence, turbulence. This This guy was basically playing – heads or tails with our lives because he was depressed the pilot was so yeah
1: oh good lord wow Mm. well speaking of depressed pilots
0: (laughs) yeah uh,
1: (laughs) are you guys ready to get into missing malaysia flight 370 i'm ready okay well
0: (laughs) you don't sound ready Uh, yeah you sound like you're on your deathbed
1: I'm just thinking about James's story. It's scary. Mm-hmm. Like I'm scared enough of planes, and now I'm gonna be. And James, what are the, the the odds that you would be in the right place, at the right time to hear exactly what happened?
2: Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, really, it is. Just not... I do have dog ears. I think that's really the only explanation.
1: I think it's that, and you also like all you do is observe observe things. Yeah, you're an observer.
2: That's true. I'm a um, people watcher.
1: Uh. Okay. MH370. I, I guess I'll start us off because I just have basically what happened Mm. in case we have any listeners that don't really know. Although I feel like most of our listeners probably will know just because this was such a big story. I think you'd be surprised. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, yeah, I feel like most of our listeners have heard about the disappearance of MH370. But, you know, Malaysia Airlines has kind of run into quite a number of problems Mm. since this happened. Um, But. I know a lot about what happened, you guys. And you want to know why I know a lot about what happened?
0: Because you worked in the news.
1: Because I worked in the news. I was a television news producer, specifically national and international news. So this was like, I I basically ate, drank, and slept this story for like three plus months. At least until Malaysia Flight 17 was shot down a couple months later. But that's a whole other story. Uh, Also, number two, do you guys know what day this plane went missing on?
0: Friday the thirteenth. Friday. The 13th. Uh no, no. no uh, I was just guessing. March March seventieth.
1: March eighth. <laughs> March eighth, twenty fourteen. Alex is stopped looking <coughs> notes. I'm going to kick you in your shin. Uh, but that's just a day after my birthday. So as I was probably winding down from a wild birthday oh, filled yeah. with ice cream and cake.
0: So say like, that's about and as wild as
1: Water. <laughs> um I get into the office at 1 a.m. and it's just like boom in your face. Mm. The plane went missing.
0: Cece actually did the boom in your face in my face. <laughs> I did. I
1: did. I <laughs> threw my hand in his face. Um, okay, so are you guys ready to learn about what we do know about the missing flight?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, good. I was waiting for someone to <laughs> say I think yours is going to
0: tie into mine.
1: I think it will, too. I think it will, too. <clears throat> so let's go back to the beginning. It's March 8th, 2014. Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 is scheduled to fly from Kuala Lumpur to Beijing Mm. with 239 souls on board, and that is comprised of 227 passengers, two pilots, and 10 flight attendants. I think I did the math right
0: Yeah, that's right. Okay.
1: Mm. So the plane takes off at 1242 a.m. local time. So this is about 1241 Eastern Standard Time. So it was like middle of the day when this happened here, but you know, you know, how you know, time zones, they trip me out. But anyways, it's supposed to land in Beijing at 630 AM local time, but it never makes it, obvious mm. because we wouldn't be talking about it right now if it did. So the last communication the world would get from MH370 came from pilot Zahari, is that how you say it? Yep. Zahari Shah. And he said, good night, Malaysian 370, end quote. And it was initially reported that the last transmission, and this is what we reported on for several days until it came out. This was not the last transmission, but they originally, Malaysian investigators originally said it was all right, good night, which is kind of eerie. Yeah. Yeah, but that wasn't A little it.
0: bit. I mean, they're both eerie.
1: Yeah, they're both, well, the other one's a little bit more realistic. Like, it's not unusual, but all right, good night. So I think they're supposed to end with their flight number. But anyways... Uh, Malaysian officials, they gave the wrong quote, and they never really gave a reason or explained the discrepancy. But anyways, that's the first glimpse at the credibility of Malaysian investigators. So There wasn't much there, but we'll move on. So the plane disappears, and crews initially begin searching in the South China and Andaman seas. Andaman, because those would have, I guess, been reasonable places along its flight path that it could have veered off to or gone missing in. But they'd have no luck at all because it was later pieced together that the plane took a crazy detour. Uh, For some unknown reason, someone on the flight made a U-turn just a short time after that last communication with air traffic control. It turned sharply to the southwest, flew back around the Malay Peninsula, and it then flew northwest up the Strait of Malacca and out across that Mm. Andaman Sea. And then it just kept going for what investigators believe was six hours, headed right in the direction of Antarctica. The only reason we know this is because the plane would link up with satellites operated by a company called Inmarsat in London. Hmm. I think that's how you say it. This is, this is, you guys, this is another one where I don't know how to pronounce things. But, and I'm not going to get too technical with how Inmarsat knows the flight path because it involves like satellites and coordinates and burst frequencies. You know, plane stuff. But according to an amazing article by the Atlantic, they were able to determine that the plane just kept flying at a very fast speed and a very high altitude before a very steep descent. They say it was probably five times faster than a normal routine like plane landing. So it was very fast and it just went straight down in the ocean. And a direct quote from the Atlantic article is, uh, quote, judging from the electronic evidence, this was not a controlled attempt at a water landing. The airplane must have fractured instantly into a million pieces. Yeah. End
0: quote. But a million pieces for a plane isn't that, ba- isn't that bad. What? A million pieces for a giant plane to be easy to find piece- pieces.
1: Well, it was not easy to find pieces. Not first. Uh. So,
0: mm.
1: well, remember how I mentioned the Malaysian investigators credibility earlier?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, apparently they had known the plane's flight path pretty soon after it all went missing, Mm -hmm. but they didn't tell anyone. And so for the first couple of days, search crews were looking in the complete wrong spot.
0: Mm, Millions of dollars of money.
1: Millions of dollars of money. Millions of, yeah, a lot wasted. But if they had shared what they knew from the very beginning, then maybe we could have found the plane and found, you know, had closure for those families who lost, lost their family members. But Australia ended up kind of taking the lead with search efforts because Malaysian officials just didn't have the resources or the know-how. And along they, Australia took the lead along with help from other countries as well. But crews searched for a very long time. And at first, they kept spotting objects floating in the water by satellite. But then when they go to recover things, there was nothing there. And this happened a oh, lot.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. And then they start trying to find the plane's black box. And they keep hearing pings and signals from where it could be coming from, but they just couldn't zero in on it. So we still don't have That's that. It's
0: still traveling in a wormhole.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. But uh, they used an unmanned submarine called the Bluefin 21, which I think to me sounds like a really fancy restaurant name. <laughs> Alex, have you been or, to Bluefin 21 yet? It sounds
0: like a horrible boy band.
1: <laughs> Bluefin <laughs> Twenty-One. <laughs> But, well, they used it to search the ocean floor for the plane, obviously. But, you guys, they didn't find Jack. squat.
0: Mm. Nothing. Not one piece of a million pieces.
1: Well, they wouldn't find any debris until July 29th, 2015. So, this is over a year after mm. the plane went missing.
2: Dang. And the
1: first piece of debris was a torn piece of airfoil. And it was found on Reunion Island in the Indian Ocean, which is close oh. to Madagascar. And over the next year and a half, they continue to find pieces of the plane on Mozambique, a Tasmanian island, and uh, Mauritius. I think that's how you say it. Yeah. Mauritius. Mauritius. And the Atlantic kind of talks about this guy named Blaine Gibson, who he's just like, I guess he's like an American adventurer, but he kind of made it his mission to go and find this plane. And he was the one who started finding all these pieces that were washing up on. Oh. Yeah. But, anyways, all the places where they were finding these pieces of plane. These are places where investigators say that if the plane had crashed in the Southern Indian ocean, which is like, we know that it did now, but the ocean drift could have easily floated them there. Interesting. Yeah. And then on January 17th, 2017, after searching 46,000 square miles for MH370, the underwater hunt for the plane was officially suspended. So they spent 3 years looking for this plane and all people aboard and they still haven't found it.
2: Wow.
1: So you guys, what happened to the plane?
2: good question, know.
1: As both of you know because we've been doing research on this, there are a ton of theories out there.
0: There are tons. Like theories. a
1: million of them. And this is where I hand off my torch to you guys. Alex, I know you're going to be talking about more reasonable explanations. James, you're going to be talking about the a little bit more wacky explanations. Alex why don't you take it away
0: <clears throat> Alright I'm going to focus on Two theories that Probably hold the most water uh, Actually I think only one of them really holds any water You all know me though I'm a skeptic Always kind of a stuff.
1: skeptic
0: The zombie plane um, <coughs> So the first one is The zombie plane or ghost plane theory And that's essentially the, Cece's looking at me like it's going to be some horror story horror No story.
1: I, know, I know this one <laughs> oh, okay. I know this one <laughs>
0: So that's essentially when a plane is flying on autopilot, and no one else there's no one in control. So what could have happened is a fire got started or uh someone forgot to pressurize the cabin or well, anything pressurize anything and they all got knocked out. It's happened before where the person just forgets to oh. hit the switch from from manual and automatic was the example that I saw was there was literally a plight, mm. a flight like that where two uh, military planes had to follow a plane that's just flying like that because everyone it was out. dead yeah but it was like it wasn't a big plane like this one yeah,
1: but you still. know what's
2: weird yeah. to it's think about with self-driving cars at some point there's gonna be dead people riding around places
1: <laughs> <laughs> <James>.
2: <laughs> Dude, I mean it's true it has to be oh we well, were...
1: you're, I mean you're, you're not wrong <laughs> <laughs> and Alex is Alex is completely
0: that's really good um <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that's the one theory, and that the, the plane essentially just drove itself out into the ocean, and just no one ever heard from it again. They, they think that, that that like a fire would explain the lack of transmissions back from from the flight, and that explain everything except for you know that it took a really weird path. Yeah, this
1: is, yeah, that's the part where I'm like, no,
0: and that's where our prevailing theory comes in, and the one I probably buy the most into. That or the cover up on this is really good, but the prevailing theory is that the pilot Zahari Zahari
1: Zahari
0: Zahari I don't know how to no, say no Zahari it. is right is Zahari Zahar is, it- is not right <laughs> Zahari <laughs> like Zah- or is it Zahar No it's Zahar right. <laughs> <laughs> All right so
1: <laughs> you guys we did a lot of research I promise we just did not look how to pronounce his name
0: All right so. All right. So Zahar had a nice life, right? He's got two big houses, a family, three adult kids, a wife, and even has an elaborate flight simulator that he keeps in one of his houses and it's like his favorite passion. He apparently bragged to it about it to everybody. And Neat. so, you know, th- but it turns out maybe things aren't all that great and maybe he's overcompensating with this flight simulator that he loves so much. Mm. And it turns out that things aren't going so well with his wife. And it also says that maybe earlier that morning or very recently, he had found out that she was planning to leave him. And that is maybe what drove him to do what he is. According to investigators, what he did. So what happened after he took off, he made a few calls in checking in, but everything was a little off. Uh, You know, there's standard protocols for these type of things, but he'd always be, either have the word switched around or something would be missing in any of his responses. Yeah. And so it was just, it's just a little odd, but it's not really a huge red flag, you know, maybe just having an off day. Who knows? And the weird thing is, is suddenly when he does quit checking in, the plane's not really appearing on anyone's radar. Not really. But the problem is, is it is appearing. But when you look at air, uh, when someone's looking at the, their airspace, they're looking for things incoming. If something is skirting by on the cursory, on the outskirts of it, they typically don't really pay attention to it. And that is what Zahair did. He skirted by the outskirts of all of these airspaces. So mm. no one really flagged it as being a red flag because they're more concerned with the things coming in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they just all kind of waved it away and he keeps going. And then eventually he's never seen from again. But when they go back and examine what actually the route, it turns out that the route is very deliberate. And then there's this very odd spot where the plane is going right, and he decides to take a little, a small detour and tilt his plane to the left. And it's just like this really brief thing. It's really strange. This is one of the reasons why they think that Zahar is probably the culprit. It's because mm. when he did tilt his plane to the left, where he did it, he would have had a direct line of sight with his hometown, and they think that it would have been his final goodbye to his hometown.
1: Yeah, I saw ah. that they passed right by his hometown. Yeah,
0: and so he tilts the plane, looks at his hometown, and then there he goes,
1: and then he's gone.
0: Yeah. wow. And the reasoning for some of the maybe why we can, or why it's so hard to find pieces since people are claiming that they found them <laughs> is that complete ineptitude occurred when <laughs> all of this was happening yeah it turns out that there were several spots where he should have checked in and when he didn't someone was just like oh well someone else will get him when yeah he, like he briefly pop in to uh vietnamese airspace and nothing would be said and they're like oh well ho chi Minh will catch it he'll be over there in he was a that's minutes. who he
1: was supposed to check in with
0: yeah oh, well, Ho Chi Minh will catch it. Well, we don't have to worry about it. You're making me imagine that it's literally Ho Chi Minh
2: himself. (laughs) You better check in with me before you (laughs) land.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, But apparently the rules for this is that if anything does happen, if the the people in the Vietnamese airspace notice the plane, they're supposed to check in immediately with Ho Chi Minh. Well, the guy waited and waited. And by the time the plane should have landed, no one had done anything. And in a couple of hours passed by, or an hour after the disappearance. Oh, disappearance of the plane. Oh, oh, maybe we should find this thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. it Well, they, they didn't start really <laughs> nope, looking they for didn't, it.
0: The search didn't start for four hours after it went missing. Yeah. The plane went missing, time. and it took them four hours to even send out. Or no, it wasn't just four hours. That was four additional hours. So, five hours
1: for them to even send anyone out? They didn't. Yeah, they that's, didn't. That's they weren't quick on it. Yeah.
0: It, it's just, it's in, it's insane. So, I mean, these people were going to die no matter what. But they could have at least found something, maybe. Yeah, or they
1: could have found the plane, hopefully. Because, they,
0: well, they could have, yeah, they could have found the plane. They could have invested. I mean, they would have easily. It
1: flew for six hours. Right,
0: but if. If they put out a call to everybody, like, "Hey, we got a rogue plane," everybody would have been looking for it, and we wouldn't know where it went down. Yeah, yeah. But when nobody's looking for something, that they yeah, don't know is exactly. missing, yeah. it's hard to keep track of. Which it's it's kind of baffling that this day and age we can lose a plane.
1: Well, that, I know, and that's the thing that's crazy is like these planes are made with so much technology that it's like it, it's a you know it's a Boeing seven 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 like
2: yeah
1: how does that just go missing
2: yeah well that's yeah. why there's so many theories is is it's just the the skeptical explanation however plausible it really is it's just so ludicrous that it makes it, it, it lends itself to all kinds of speculation yeah.
0: yeah and that's like that's really the biggest thing is these small lapses in judgment really i mean they they've they've created a conspiracy yeah, yeah.
1: i i personally
0: <clears throat> think
1: that the pilot Z- zahar zahari i think that he Totally. Did oh it. yeah. I think yeah. so too.
0: And th- they think that the reason that I guess maybe they didn't get any more transmissions and the reason that he just took this casual flight for so long is that he knocked out everybody yeah. almost immediately yep. after reaching altitude. Hmm. Uh, they think he depressurized the cabin, knocked everybody out and that was it. Now some people, I think some think that he descended really quickly and knocked them all out, but from everything, I've, for most of the thing, I've, things I've read, they, they just say he de- depressurized the cabin anyone without oxygen got knocked out. And so yeah, he, everybody was asleep for like the entire plate ride. So.
1: No, they weren't asleep. They were dead.
0: Oh well, yeah, probably. Yeah.
1: But they, uh <laughs> w- what?
0: It's just
2: funny the dead. way you guys were, were discussing that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I disagree. I think that when people asphyxiate, they die.
1: No, I think that, uh <clears throat> I think that he probably did that. He's he just, he's, he's like, I'm going to Antarctica. And he just kept going. Cause he really like, Everything that I read was – I'm just – I want to know why the Malaysian investigators didn't do more at the very beginning. And the the article that I read by The Atlantic, they talk about how some people think there's like a government cover up with everything and there's more to it than – there's a reason they didn't want people to know, or they, there's a it reason they didn't want people to be looking.
0: It definitely rings a little bit like that because there are some odd like hiccups the, in the investigation. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Like, well,
1: their report that they made afterwards, their full report, it was really just like a uh, like a, a manual on how a Boeing seven 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 works. Like it wasn't a report that had like anything that would be useful. Yeah. And then I also read that the guy who was supposed to be getting all of the, I guess, pieces of plane that they found. The One of the government officials who's supposed to be bringing those in and kind of like, logging them. I don't know, but he was apparently shot and killed by in a drive by. And they think that maybe that might had something to do with it.
0: Yeah. I mean, there, there's a couple other theories of why the plane got taken over. Yeah. One was that it was hijacked.
1: I don't think that happened. Cause if, if it was a terrorist, terrorists want to be known. Why would they, just completely crash this thing, and then nobody ever talk about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, someone did claim a responsibility for it, but officials, at least, said no. I don't. Yeah, I don't They, they, it. they said it was a hoax. It was someone trying to cash in on something yeah. that they weren't even involved in.
2: Yeah, Uyghur separatists, in particular, they've been very vocal about how they're responsible. When it's like y- you guys haven't done anything, that's why you you want to be accused of something. Oh man.
0: But uh, yeah, Ooh. well, what about you, James? I'm sure you've got some more yeah. interesting theories, yeah, and someone might even you know, elaborate on this.
2: Yeah, you know, what the funniest thing to me about it is, there's all you know. Most of the time, when we deal with conspiracy theories, it, it lends itself to this mental image of like somebody with tinfoil hat. Oh, they're just crackpots. But what's funny is the craziest of all the theories have been from the mainstream media, and so all the other theories. The, the The Facebook boomer meme posts and and conspiracy theories on you know the more obscure parts of the internet they 're more plausible than what the news has been saying. Uh, Don Lemon of huh. CNN asked whether it was and i 'm quoting this preposterous if it could have been a black hole. So, yeah. Uh the wire, the wire interviewed <laughs> interviewed a flipping astronomy professor and asked him if it was possible that maybe a meteor had struck in the plane. Struck struck stray stricken struck it? whatever. Hit the plane. Struck, stri-
0: stru- 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 yeah, hit the struck, plane. Or you could say struck the plane.
2: Struck the plane. Uh yeah, so that's kind of out there and then uh, another potential poll that CNN <laughs> had they asked people and a number of, of, of viewers thought, hey, you know, could have been aliens, could have been time travel, could have been interdimensional beings like that's from the news. So really, the 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 more outlandish theories that I'm going to cover, they're actually more reasonable than what the news said. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the most logical, in my opinion, uh, excluding what you've covered, Alex, is the notion of a terrorist attack. Um and the most interesting thing about that, again, back to the news, media mogul R- Rupert Murdoch, he everybody knows him, he actually tweeted saying that, and I'm quoting here, confirms jihadists are making trouble for China. And he also later suggested that uh, it was hidden in uh, northern Pakistan, open quote, like Bin Laden, close quote. <laughs> this was Rupert Murdoch, okay? <laughs> this wasn't just wow. some random person. Uh, Which I find interesting that Uyghur separatists, like like I mentioned earlier, they took credit for it. Well, they're the sort of like the most notable Islamic demographic, I guess, in China. Of course, they're being super, super, I'm not trying to get on a soapbox, but they're being put in like labor camps and death camps in China right now and nobody's doing anything about it. So they kind of have a bone to pick for real with China, but I still don't think they did it. And another possibility back in the, the notion of terrorists being responsible, some people think that it's conceivable that the reason why we haven't found that black box and the reason why we haven't found any pieces is because they've actually been hacked. And all those pings that we're getting, you know, as to where it is, that's not really where the plane is. It's false information. Uh, and that's, yeah, And that's really not that outlandish. I mean, We know people do that with their electronics right now. I mean, people have uh, encrypted IPs and they they use false IPs to bounce around. So if they do something illegal online, like buy heroin on the Silk Road, the cops are like, oh, well, this fellow's in Sweden when really he's in Minneapolis. So for that to happen with a plane, it's really not that crazy. So, yeah, whenever that happens, it's actually called electronic or e-hijacking, which I think is just one of the coolest words ever. We live in a yeah. we live in a time where e hijacking is a thing. Wow. Yeah, but that is uh, interesting. Yeah, agreed. Some people think blame North Korea. They said it was hijacked by North Korean terrorists. Uh, this did happen before in 1969. A Korean airline uh, flight was hijacked by Korean terrorists. So it's not you know there's a precedent for that too. Uh, yeah. So there's there's a number of possibilities. I'm more inclined to think that you guys are correct here. I have a question actually before I get into another issue uh this is a horror fella he has two houses yeah
1: yeah he had two houses
2: maybe they have a different kind of setup than they do in the u.s but uh at least in the u.s pilots don't make a lot of money do we know anything about this guy
1: in a malaysia apparently they're very uh it's a very prestigious position uh, okay
2: you know. I, was, I that was just something that i kind of took issue with and i wasn't sure what was going on with that okay good to know Cause, yeah, yeah, whenever I first, never Alex mentioned the house, I was like, really? <laughs> um, yes. so cool. Good to know. Another possibility. Some people this have been pointing this out. It's called the phantom cell phone theory, which makes me think uh, of a phantom toll booth. Oh, you're sighing, Alex. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, that was, that was what I was thinking about doing. Oh, I see. I was
2: wondering. I was, okay. Well, it was based on uh, the fact that family members heard, claimed that they heard uh, ringing. Uh, when they were calling the passengers' phones after the plane had disappeared. Now, this has been under a lot of scrutiny. A lot of news people are saying that that's just ringbacks as it searches for a connection. I find that kind of creepy and skeptical, too, because I've never heard of that before or since this story broke. So I just think that's super weird. That being said, I'm going to cover one more, and it's the one that I was most interested in. and. Uh, well, I'll just I'll just cover it first, and then I'll tell you my opinion on the matter. Okay, so this is this is what what the theory is. This is the graphene theory. Okay, so I'm just gonna read the theory itself, like the way it was posted all over the internet. Here's what you all need to know. Spread this information everywhere. Four days after the <laughs> four, four days after the missing flight MH370, a patent is approved by the patent office. Four of the five patent holders are Chinese employees of Freescale Semiconductor of Austin, Texas. The patent is divided up into 20% increments to the five holders, Peidong Wang of Suzhou China, Zhijun Chen of Suzhou China, Hong Chen of Suzhou China, Li Ying of Suzhou China, and Freescale Semiconductor. If a patent holder dies, the remaining holders equally share all the dividends of the deceased if not disputed in a will. If four of the five dies, then the remaining one patent holder gets 100% of the wealth of the patent. That remaining live patent holder is Freescale Semiconductor. Who owns Freescale Semiconductor? Jacob Rothschild through Blackstone. What an interesting name for a company. Who owns Freescale <laughs> There's your motive for the missing plane. Okay, here's the deal with that. Uh, one, he actually does own Freescale Semiconductor in part. Uh, but he he owns a smaller percentage than you might think. Uh, he's he's on the International Advisory Board of Freescale Semiconductor, but he shares that responsibility with the Carlisle Group and the TPG Group Holdings, and so he's got like probably 40% shares in it. But this is the real problem with this theory. Um, they clearly do not know how patents work, <laughs> because if you're an engineer and you work for a big company like that, and you come up with a new technology while you're on the clock working for that company, yeah. it belongs to that company. It's not your intellectual property. I'm sorry to say, like I know people who've come up with some yeah. groundbreaking things and those patents are not owned by them. So complete uh. and utter hokum. It's one that I kind, I really want to believe <laughs> like because it just, you know, one, it's got everything, doesn't it? It's got Rothschilds. It's got graphene, the new, you know, technology that, that's on everybody's lips, it seems. Uh, it's got, you know, murder and intrigue. It feels like a... a, a shoot, what's that lady who wrote uh, Ten Little Indians? You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Murder on the Orient Express. Agatha Christie! Agatha, Agatha Christie.
0: Yeah. I mean, it definitely makes a good plot for a movie, that's for sure. Yeah,
2: and, you know, well, again, this this whole case, it inspired a TV show. You know, I mean... in. Ugh. Yeah, I, I, I didn't say it was good. I just said it in the third one. <laughs> um, also, the biggest flaw with this whole theory, in addition to the complete ignorance of patent law and the fact that that's not how any of this works, is uh, none of the names of the people mentioned are on uh, the flight manifest. In fact, it even seems lazy yeah, yeah. that like half of... Why are they all from Zuzhou? That's kind of weird in and of itself. And then you've got Wang, Chen, and Chang and Ying. Like, Granted... Those are all Chinese surname or names, but it's a little it's a little weird <laughs> the whole thing yeah. yeah again i this is one that yeah. I want to believe because of the graphene element, but it's just not real, and even the patent itself
0: doesn't actually seem to have anything to do with graphene when it was looked up so well, there there is... were two people on the flight using fake passports Ooh. but
1: they were go it's believed that they were. Try, seeking asylum. One in a different of them was seeking
0: asylum. The other one was. Bum bum bum. Yeah, one of them was seeking asylum, and the other one they don't know.
1: No, I read that both of the asylum two probably men on the plane asylum. were flying
0: with phony passports, but one was apparently an asylum seeker, and neither had terrorism links.
1: Yeah, I don't think that I don't think that they were involved.
0: Mm. No, I, I think the think
1: pilot was there. just like I'm done. Yeah, bye.
0: Sadly, I've, all, I've got all is. this wealth and money.
1: And you know it's not uncommon like it's happened before other shortly not long after um this plane went missing I also we reported on a plane that crashed I think it was in the French Alps but that that pilot did it on purpose too and he actually studied the case of MH370 Oh
2: man maybe it's time for self driving planes plane. Right in the mountains Dios Yeah
1: mio. Um, uh, but it makes me everyone like this is like what was that movie that we watched with Denzel Washington where he plays the Flight. Yeah, is, is it called <laughs> It's
0: called Flight.
1: Oh man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just like yeah, you're, you're you putting your own him, life in this person's hand. But then you
0: watch the movie uh Sully and then you know that he can just land it anywhere he pleases. Sully was an amazing,
1: amazing pilot. Mm-hmm. We never saw the movie And so before. was the Denzel Washington. He landed it upside
0: down. Didn't he? No, no, no. He he flew it upside down to to so that he could change something about it because something got jammed. He flew it upside down, but he landed it upright. If you if you landed a plane upside down, you would murder everybody inside immediately.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I See, that's the thing about me, you guys. I watch movies, and then as soon as the movie's over, it's just like in one ear and out the other. It's gone.
0: <laughs> this explains so much. <laughs> Goodness,
1: man. Uh, but anyways. Yeah. Planes freak me out. And especially after doing this research, like there was a period there when I was working in in the news where it was just like plane crash, plane crash, plane crash. And I remember there was another flight that crashed and it was like, it was, it felt like MH370 all over again. I can't remember the specific plane, but it crashed. And then I was working overnight and they found the plane and they throw up the live feed and oh, this, next oh, next thing we yeah. know, a whole bunch of dead bodies floating in the water I remember, and I'm I just remember like Remember
0: you coming home after that one?
1: Yeah, I was very upset that day. Mm. But anyways. Oof. Do you guys have anything else you want to add to the mysterious case of MH370? I'm just
0: glad you ended it on a downer note. Since <laughs>
1: <you>. <laughs> I'll probably <laughs> I can cut it out. No, mm. you
0: It's upsetting. It's upsetting. It's a, it's an upsetting event. Yeah.
1: Any plane crash is upsetting. Yeah. Yeah, But, you know, it is still safer to fly on a plane than it is to drive somewhere. But
0: if it makes anyone, you know, if it makes anyone laugh and feel better on a plane, just think about me riding on that plane with my (laughs) shirt inside out.
1: Covered in vomit. vomit.
2: Dios mio.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You would, James, you would have been so sick. Oh, yeah. You know, I wonder if we're going to have a listener, a listener who reaches out to us and says, hey. I totally remember when a kid did that on a plane that I was on. (laughs) I'm just waiting for the day. I want somebody to reach out to us and tell us, hey, guess what? I sat next to you and you smelled putrid. Yeah,
0: but I had my gobstoppers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He continued to eat his gobstoppers afterwards. (sighs) (laughs) Once you pop, the fun don't stop. That's right. Um, (laughs) I guess if that's all that we really have to say, listeners – if you know, if you have an interesting—oh, wait, no, no, I actually, I do. I have a ghost, or not a ghost, an a alien ghost story.
0: story, an story. alien
1: story submitted to me reluctantly by uh one of my coworkers, Adam. You had to
0: pry it out. Of I had coworkers. to pry it out of him.
1: <laughs> and you guys, you guys are gonna love it. It's, um, it's life
0: changing. Oh no.
1: Okay, are you ready for his for Adam's alien story? Yeah.
0: So this is what he told you in confidence. He just forced him no! to send you a text message. No,
1: I asked him to send it to me. He told me he'd seen an alien ship for us. Like, tell me the story. Send it to me, and I'll read on the show. And he was like, "It's not that interesting." And uh, you guys will be the judge. Are you guys ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, it's really long, so bear with me. "Quote: Driving in the car with my mother, we saw something in the sky. At first, we thought it was a plane." but it was clearly not moving. Mm. Then all of a sudden it shot from one end of our view to other abruptly changing direction, then seemingly disappeared. End quote. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the whole story.
1: That's the whole story.
0: It's interesting. It's interesting. I mean, I guess the stories don't get much longer if it's just a ship traveling. You're just looking at yeah, it. Yeah.
1: You're just watching a, the a plane. No, it was in the, it was stationary in the air. You guys, it was probably a helicopter. helicopter. <laughs> He claims it was an alien chip, though. So
0: Interesting.
1: Adam saw an alien ship.
0: So, there you go. There Someone you go. You guys, went. if
1: if you have a story that's got even the tiniest bit more detail than that, we want to hear it. <laughs> Send it to us at 13thfloorpodcast at gmail.com or on our Facebook page, the 13th Floor Podcast, or on Twitter at 13th Floor Pod, or on Instagram at 13th Floor Podcast. Wow, we've got a lot of social media pages, you guys.
0: And we've also got music. Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah. We've got
1: some great music. Yeah,
0: music. It's called Signal by Grant Cook. You can find his music on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, YouTube Music, anywhere you listen to music.
1: Music. Before we go, though, we need to pick our topic for next week. Give me the buzz.
0: Oh and you said someone had reached out saying that they wanted a picture of the vase
1: yeah we're gonna post a picture on the vase. by the time this is out everyone's gonna know what the vase looks like Oh, okay trust me listeners you all know what it looks like by now
0: and and just so you know this this is dedicated to holding these things yes there's nothing inside of it so keep that in mind when you side with me about this being an overly expensive no
1: there's a lot of things in here there's several strips of paper did you see that um, but we always we're always looking for more. If you have a topic you want to listen to us talk about, send it to us and we'll do lots of research. All right, Alex, pick it out. What are we talking about next week?
0: Mothman, Beast of Exmoor, and, and Deathworm. Deathworm <laughs> I've never heard of I've never heard of two of those. Nice. No. So
1: I'm this excited. This is gonna be fun. It's
0: gonna give you nightmares.
1: They always do.
0: Yeah, these these stories always give you nightmares, which is great. They
1: always do, yeah.
0: Which is great, which means I have to have a light on somewhere.
1: The bathroom light on.
0: It's so annoying.
1: Please, you turn it off when you come to bed.
2: Well, you might not want to next week because moths are attracted to light. Bum, bum,
0: bum. Oh, good point, James. (laughs) James? Thank you, James. (laughs) (laughs) But the moth fan is in a moth. (laughs) Oh, man. That'll be a good one. That'll be a good one next week. I'm excited about these.
1: James, yeah. guess what?
0: <laughs> I
1: bought your Christmas present today. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Hey, you guys, is it time to sign off?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <That was odd. laughs> yeah, I might want to do that.
1: Um, You guys, until next time.
0: Keep it, keep keep it strange.
1: Goodbye. <laughs>